Thank you for calling Callahan and Rice Insurance Group. Please listen to the following options as they have recently changed. If you need an insurance quote, please press 2. If you know your party's three-digit extension, please dial it at any time. To use our dial-by-name directory, press 3 or press 4 for a list of departments and personnel. Enter the first three or four letters of the person's first or last name. Extension 134. Landon Bentham. Landon, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you today? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. I like personal commercial. I like commercial better. I do. And because it's it's more interesting to me to, to, to dig into a business model than it is trying to convince old habits and, you know, price and stuff like that. I don't think it's that bad. How's everybody? Landon Bentham of Callahan and Rice Insurance in Fayetteville, North Carolina, talking about his personal preference, whether it's commercial or personal lines. And we all kind of have our own idea or feelings towards which one we enjoy the most and sometimes it's hard to kind of admit and even more difficult to commit yourself to if that makes any sense and I think it's one of the biggest challenges that you know especially Landon who's only been in the business for a couple years now uh, making that decision as to what side of the insurance fence you want to sit on is something that kind of maybe holds you back from from really ultimately being really really good at one or the other and it's not necessarily encouraged when you come into the business of, of saying hey listen I need to do this thing and, and this thing only it's I need to get more experience I need to know every ass every facet of the business and that's the thing that you know, again I think where, where things are going is that you know we're not focused on finding that kind of one place that place that you can become an expert that you can know way more than the next person and that's kind of what Landon's talking about and what really kind of pushes up against that is you always look on the other side of that the thing that you're currently doing is the thing that you've always maybe been doing as far as Landon saying hey we've been doing commercial for a long time and it's what you know I'm comfortable with but you know that that's maybe necessarily not where the agency um, is looking to go. Maybe there's more opportunity somewhere else, and that's because they've never focused on it. And those are the questions that you're going to kind of want to ask yourself as to trying to figure out exactly which direction you want to go in. At the same time, you know, I think one of the greatest opportunities for growth in our agency is personal lines because we don't have as many referral partners in the, you know, lenders, mortgage folks, you know, that other agents do that are killing personal lines. And so just uh, just starting a couple of those this last year has yielded me, you know, probably two dozen at-bats with new properties being purchased. It's hard to argue with opportunity. And that's obviously the case where Landon is right now is they're dealing with, you know, an agency, I'm assuming, that has, again, predominantly been focused on commercial lines, or at least that's been a bulk of Landon's career and but he's seeing all of this opportunity in the personal line space and it's distracting is probably a little bit of a strong word but it's it's definitely 
catching his attention because again, they don't have those kind of long withstanding relationships with the mortgage brokers, the real estate folk that have been sending you know business to them that is just kind of nonstop. And what would that look like potentially if they were to focus, you know, maybe not all, but you know, a decent portion of their efforts and energy in that space and what type of returns could they be looking at? Because again, and one thing that, you know, as you kind of dabble and you figure out exactly what you like and you don't like, and obviously we're catching Landon at this at this very ripe uh, kind of age in his insurance career where he's not entirely sure. He's been, you know, really down the commercial path for most of it. But again, as he's just looking for other opportunities, looking for something to do, he's finding that this whole personal lines thing might have some room and he's trying to figure out exactly what he should do. And I think the challenge, and this is where a lot of people get caught up, is they start to focus on it and it kind of gets in the way of what they might have developed on the thing that they were more passionate about. Yeah, yeah, personal lines is is kind of the thing right now, or there is opportunity there, but um, what's that going to look like six months from now, you know, a year from now, two years from now? And is it still going to have one, that opportunity? And two, is it going to be something that you're actually going to want to wake up and do every day? Because if you don't like the way that, you know, the personal lines business is handled, much like what Landon said in the very opening clip, then you're going to put yourself in a bad spot because, hey, yeah, you're going to be just talking people out of the cheapest policy or explaining, you know, exactly why they would like to maybe consider these limits of liability, these coverage limits. And if you don't want to do that, if that's not your thing, it's not going to get any easier. So, but it can ultimately stand in the way of you really truly developing some type of, you know, very kind of deep, hopefully profitable niche that you're going to really focus on in the commercial space where you could have spent at least the majority of that time really getting into that, you know, one or two industries to where you will, you know, be able to be more efficient and find the the customers that you are really, really looking for and that are going to long-term make your business much more profitable than, again, trading that off for maybe a more quick, easy sale that is kind of putting money in the bank right now. Whereas I like the commercial more, I'm sort of toying between, okay, do I, you know, obviously I want to keep going with that because I enjoy that. But at the same time, putting money in the bank is, is personalized because it's so fast. I just feel like it, if I get a good referral, I can close the deal on that in less than a week. Whereas commercial, sometimes it takes, it takes longer, you know? Now this is where things really get interesting because if you're in Landon's position and you're considering, again, the opportunity that might be in front of you with the personal lines versus the commercial, and you're saying, well, hey, this thing is going a lot faster, maybe a lot easier, and again, the money is going in the bank, um, yeah, that's probably something you're going to want to pay attention to, but at the same time, you have to look at what might not be happening on the commercial side. If you're just banging around on the $2,500 restaurant policies, and again, they're taking, you know, two, three, you know, four weeks, sometimes maybe a couple months, maybe even a year or two to close on some of those accounts, then yeah, that's going to be frustrating because uh, that's just not really overall a profitable kind of niche or line of business or whatever. It's got to be expanded. It's got to be kind of figured out a little bit more to where you need something that is going to justify the amount of time that you're going to, you know, kind of take to sell it. And that's where, I think a lot of the commercial side of things, the niche thing, we talked about this a lot. It, it's just 
you're setting yourself up, uh, you know, basically to succeed to failure to where even if you did sell as many as you wanted to, you're still not going to ultimately make the money that you would ultimately like to because, uh, you know, again, the commission isn't high enough. The premium, I mean, the premium isn't high enough. The commission isn't enough. And you're just not, not getting what you want out of that thing that you're trying desperately to sell. Even if you do like it over something else, maybe personal lines, it takes just a little bit more research, a little bit more kind of dedication to that. But again, how do you balance that without, you know, kind of ignoring the opportunity that is in front of you? And, and again, I think this is where the, that distraction comes into play, where, you know, that personal lines might take maybe 80, 90% of the focus where maybe it should be dialed back a little bit to where you will have enough room to kind of dabble and kind of research and figure out what exactly you might have the opportunity to do in that commercial side of things to where you can dig in, you know, understand the different business models, understand the different industries that you might most commonly align with. And that will, I think, ultimately help uh, you still kind of straddle both lines personally you know, if you could honestly dedicate yourself, you know, the faster or sooner you could dedicate yourself on one side or the other, and then understand how they might ultimately kind of work together, I think the better, but at least giving yourself the opportunity initially to build that out and understand, you know, again, the margins, because, you know, years and years and years, agents, you know, I've I've talked to agents who have said, Hey, listen, I I just can't wait to close that $5,000 farm account. And, you know, if you're getting 10% on $5,000 for the year, a lot of farms. I don't know if you have enough around you, or even if you do, are you putting yourself in a position to sell them fast enough to where you're going to be able to, again, um, do them efficiently and actually make money selling them? Because if you're going to do them in a traditional kind of slow manner, then again, if it is taking three, four, five, six weeks to close some of those accounts, you're just going to run out of time in the year and you're ultimately not going to kind of really end up being able to work that long term. Now, again, if you keep after, keep after it for, you know, multiple years, then maybe, you know, again, if your attention strong, then you'll eventually build up a book of business on that thing that might look pretty good. But again, these are all the challenges that you're going to face again, especially like somebody uh, like Landon, who is only, you know, like I said, two, three years into his insurance career. And that's what you, know, you really want to kind of pay attention to, because if you don't, then you might ultimately just really just talk yourself out of something that could have been, you know, not only, you know, uh, a profitable for you, but also way more enjoyable for you to kind of sell on a day to day than just kind of getting distracted with the thing that was right in front of you. That was easy. That was fast. Uh, Just kind of bringing that balance and really figuring out which is best for you. doing something right in life when you find yourself at two walmarts within 30 minutes of each other and i tell you what i unfortunately had that exact occurrence happen to me today and it really wasn't so much that 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 really got me depressed it's it's when you ever just you just you either have to or accidentally stumble into the clearance aisle and yes sometimes that, that needs to happen but it just it feels like it feels like that is what life would be like living in the Great Depression. I mean, just things are just strewn about. It is just the most disorganized, disarrayed, picked over, kind of depressing aisle of any store ever, especially Walmart. And really, you think things are going to be cheaper than they are, and you just kind of want things to be like a version of a dollar store, and it's not. It's really just a whole bunch of unmanaged expectations. 
is really what I find the clearance aisle to be. It's just just one big series of things not being what they should. And I try to avoid it at all costs because one, it always makes you think that you should buy something that just because it's in the clearance aisle, it's like free and it's not, but whatever. What are your thoughts? One, <laughs> how many how many Walmarts have you been in uh, in consecutive order? Like what's the time frame? Maybe at two, three, four, what's the max? Because I did two today and it was not a good, good time. Joyagencynation.com and I guess let me know, you know, what your thoughts on the clearance are. And, uh, and if you actually find things, because just if things are broken, ripped open, just looks like there might have been a murder, I don't know. JoeyAndAgencyNation.com. If you don't want your agency to look like the clearance aisle, there we go. HeadOfAgencyNation.com slash newsletter. Jump on the newsletter and hang out with me on Sunday mornings. It'll be a good time, I promise. Um, there are no ripped open boxes, um, mostly stock shelves, I think. But yeah, it'll be fun agencynation.com slash newsletter.